Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast, where we interview highly successful workplace wellness executives, experts, and entrepreneurs, and learn how they have found success where happiness meets business profitability. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And it is my pleasure to introduce you to Dr. Scott Barry Kaufman. Now, I'm just going to do something I rarely do, which is I'm going to actually read your bio for a second just to, to introduce you, uh, Scott, because this is really profound here. You know, you say that in our achievement-oriented world, it's tempting to believe that money, power, success, and even happiness are the pinnacles of humanity. Yet, in this divided world, so many of us feel deeply unfulfilled, yearning for deeper connections with others and ourselves. In your book, Transcend, The New Science of Self-Actualization, psychologist Scott Barry Kaufman offers a research-based reimagining of Abraham Maslow's famous hierarchy of needs, revealing a way of being that's even more profound and fulfilling than self-actualization, what Maslow called transcendence. Well, Scott, thank you for being on our show. (laughs) It sounds like me. It sounds like you. By the way, where are you right now? Where are you located right now? Oh, I'm in Los Angeles, California. You're in LA. Okay. I'm I'm here in Austin, Texas. And uh, uh, it's really good to have you on the show. You know, let's just jump straight in because... You staying safe? Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. Let's cover that topic real quick. My, myself and my family, we're all staying safe. I hope the same for you and for everyone listening and watching. Likewise. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. All right. So let's just jump straight in because, as I said, I am always, always looking forward to a podcast where I get to be in the presence of such an expert and I can learn new things myself. It's like the thing I love to do the most. Um, so tell us, how did you become, you know, Scott Barry Kaufman? What's your, was there some kind of a, defining moment in your history that puts you on the path to the psychology, the tools, the methods that you teach today? Oh, well, when I was younger, uh, I very, very young, even the first three years of my life, I was essentially deaf because I had a lot of fluid in my ears and it made it hard for me to process things in real time. So I developed an auditory learning disability that uh, made me appear very slow, uh, a slow learner to, to everyone, teachers, to parents. Well, not teachers, students, you know, I guess the parents too. They're yeah, like, yeah. what's up with this slow guy? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone got, it on yeah, the, yeah. got it on the fun of bullying Scott. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, he, uh, but I was kept in special education uh, until ninth grade. I was even repeat third grade. And, and I remember there was a day in ninth grade when there was a substitute special ed teacher who had never seen me before. And she just saw me. I feel like I felt seen for the first time. And she took me aside after class. And she said, you know, why are you here? Why are you, uh, you know, you seem look like you're capable of more and, and that you were frustrated to be here. And it quickly turned from, to like, why am I here? To like, you know, why am I here? And I <laughs> took myself out. I, 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 res- I I announced my resignation from special education and I, I I signed up for as many things as I could and um, discovered I will have a lot of learning and I discovered a lot of things along the way. Um, I write a lot about this in my book on gifted, which was out years ago, but um, long story short, I really felt motivated to want to help kids and and adults someday who uh, may be overlooked or 
their their talent is being greatly at a loss to the detriment of of themselves as well as society wow well you know i i love no stories more than the stories that come from the people who have walked that path of pain and struggle and come out of it uh as heroes and 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 you know i mean there's a saying a leader is one who knows the way goes the way and shows the way i i see you that way so thank you for for the great work you do you know, bring us closer to today. Um, you know, we've all, we've in our introduction we've, we've talked about your body of work being very much in the psychology space around reimagining or repositioning some of Abraham Maslow's work. But let's just pull back. Whom do you serve in the world? Who are your ideal, if you will, your ideal clients? You know, what challenges do they typically have? And then we'll we'll get back into how you use your your current methodologies methodologies to help. Them. Sure. So one one group of people that I'm very interested in, in serving, as you say, or helping, um, is our parents and teachers of children who, who who they themselves serve what are called twice exceptional children. Mm. And those are children that have a profound learning disability or difficulty along with a profound gift, yeah. uh, a talent. A ability, high ability. It could be in the music. It could be in. It could be music arts. Uh, it could be in leadership. It could be in uh, in, in in science. Um, whatever it is, and uh, or just generally uh, pretty smart. But their 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 intelligence is being squashed by the unfortunately by their their disability. So that's a that's a key group that I I've been trying to help. They're they're called twice exceptional. Kids, it's a, it's, mm-hmm. it's a movement, the TUI movement for sure. TUI for sure. Wow. Um, but but adults as well. I'm very interested in helping adults who, you know, it's not like we leave 12th grade and suddenly we uh, we're good. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. there are all of us all are a bit twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, yeah. that's when it begins, right? <laughs> it's when it be- Yeah, I don't even know if I've even begun yet. Yeah, yeah. Middle-aged man here, <laughs> but um, you know, it's how we're all twice exceptional to some degree we all we all have struggles uh as well as challenge uh, we have challenges as well as strengths and the question is how much can we how much can we build on those strengths and so i am interested in the field of positive psychology i'm interested in in its precursor humanistic psychology and and how we can become the best we possibly can be mm-hmm. wow you know and 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 you know one of the things that we connected on immediately is mm-hmm. the positive psychology work um, that, that you've done and that I've done. Um, yes. Mine has also led me to write my book, which is just out. In fact, I think you can see it behind me. Can you see it right there? Yes. Um, yes. This, and congratulations this, again. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For the Amazon bestseller, right? <laughs> Put the yes. little, little humble plug in there. <laughs> um, yes. No. no um, yeah. So in my book, the seven songs of a successful team, I focus on Maslow um, and I use Maslow's body of work, the one that, you know, we all think about the hierarchy of needs. And what I tried to do was actually turn that triangle upside down and challenge people to say, you know, look, after you, you know, if you've got clothes on and you've got a place to live, after you get to a certain level, you don't need to be a multimillionaire. You can begin to seek happiness as as however you you define it. But I'd love to hear your definition or reimagining of Maslow. Can you take us back? First, describe it, you know, tell us, about the humanistic, the trends, how it got to Maslow, and so on. And then tell us how you have begun to take it forward. Well, thank you. 
Well, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, first of all, was never depicted by Maslow as a pyramid. He never drew a pyramid. Uh, he very much viewed it as, as, as uh, we, humans have a number of needs that some are more prepotent than others, meaning that when we are deprived of them, we get locked into, you know, our, our whole world becomes that, you know, so when we're hungry, everything looks like food to us, you know, like, you yes. know, like, you know every, every, everything's a, a, a hot dog. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> or if you're a vegetarian. You yeah, know, exactly. Yep. A broccoli sprout. Yeah. But, uh, but, um, and then when we're deprived, and then that, and then once we get that that satiated, it's almost like we don't even think about that anymore um, until we're hungry again. And then you know when we're deprived of human connection, we may go around, you know, kind of making demands on other people, like please like me, you know, please yeah. can we be friends, you know? And um, and social then, and media that, is that social media you're talking yeah, about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like they're called likes, right? Yeah, but they're likes, not they're yeah. not they're not called like genuinely likes. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, or like no, no. on on that note, I don't want to derail you, I want to come back to what you're talking about, but on that note, I just have to say I just shake my head whenever I hear friends, likes, friends, likes. These words have been reimagined. Yeah, they have been reimagined. <laughs> For the benefit of the social media companies. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have I have uh, 38,000 friends. You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's all overwhelming. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, if they're all genuine, genuine friends, that'd yeah, be yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and then, you know, growth. Then the next one was self-esteem. Or if we don't have esteem from others, we're severely deprived of that. We we seek it in various ways. We might not even admit it that we're seeking it. You know, we'll do some sort of what people call virtue signaling or something, and you know, just say something on social media that we that sounds good that we don't even really believe, but we want to get esteem for it. You know, um, yep. uh, and and then and then if we can get all those things taken care of, so they're not so prevalent in our lives, we can really focus on self-actualization be uh, realizing your own unique self well maslow never really talked about that as though like you must only focus on one until you can do the others he made it clear you can target multiple needs simultaneously also towards the end of his life he was reimagining uh the highest level uh, or uh, of the hierarchy of needs, even though it's not like a level, that's probably yeah. not the right term, but the highest process. Um, he called it transcendence. <clears throat> now you say and that's transcendence. That's correct. That, okay. That's correct. All right. Transcendence. And he believed in order to become all that you're capable of becoming, you can't just realize your own unique potential. You need other people to do that. Mm -hmm. You need to help realize other people's potential as well. So it's not just all about self-actualization and and uh and and having your talents to their max mm -hmm. it, it it you need to transcend it in some way to have this, this sense of deep the deepest sort of fulfillment you can have you, you know you know so 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 obviously a great title for your book i mean transcend <laughs> oh you like the title <laughs> i love it you can't get oh, uh, more uh, how do they say specific than that you, you you're uh, really going for the point you're making but take us further into that how how are you taking um how are you standing on the shoulders of maslow to drive either certain points about transcendence forward or reimagine what he started how are you taking it further 
Thank you for asking. Well, I've decided to shift the metaphor um, uh, from this kind of mountain that you climb, you know, like this trek up a up, up a mountain to a sail a sailboat metaphor, where you have um, a boat that you have to secure before you can fully open your sail and grow. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so that sort of that that uh, that thing between uh, growth and um, and and uh, and security is is something is a, is a dialectical that I'm just so interested in. And yeah, I mean, because we're all going through the uh, the ocean of the un the unknown of the ocean in our mm -hmm. own way, mm -hmm. you know, and just it's it's so important to just realize that uh, that we need we we don't just climb this mountain and then we reach like transcendence and we're done you know or mm -hmm. self actualization and we're done mm -hmm. you know there really is uh we're 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 of each a vehicle of many different needs that mm -hmm. that tries to deal with the unknown especially now a lot of us are dealing with the unknown like crazy you know yeah yeah i i can't tell you how much i just love the the step you've taken to shift the conversation from the climb up a mountain to sort of almost a almost a, a serene <laughs> uh, floating on water you know, in, in, in this direction okay. forward, that, that to me, you know, metaphor is the, the best way to teach, right? It's the most powerful way to teach. And you've already started that conversation. I would love to go deeper into this idea of growth versus security. How do you position sure. those two elements uh, uh, and, and what, what are they doing together or against each other? Um, well, growth and security, it's, it's kind of, it's an interesting dialectical between the two because we don't feel like we can fully grow until we we are we can get rid of these defenses that we have you know when we're spending all our time securing the boat we're focused on defense mm. we're not we're not focused on moving wow. in any direction mm -hmm. you know so i think that there is a really interesting dialectical between the two and 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 usually when we're when we're growing at our full capacity we're in, and we're in this flow state or, or peak experience, as Mazo called it. Mm -hmm. We don't, we're, we're unencumbered by all the self-doubt and, um, and the need to look good or the need to make sure everything's perfect. We're mm -hmm. just being, you know, we're just, we're just doing it. We're flowing. I mean, I see a guitar behind you. Do you, you play guitar, right? You're a musician. <laughs> I, I'm a lifelong musician. Yeah, you're a guitar, musician. Guitar, yes, yes. Yeah, musicians really describe that flow state a lot, you know, that, mm -hmm. that, it must be a great source of peak experience for you, right? Yeah, you know, I, I have to tell you, the topic, you're, this idea of flow and yeah. the, the idea of growth versus security, I really, really resonate with it personally because I've spent a lifetime um, in different jobs and corporate or entrepreneurial pursuits that had nothing to do with music, even though music was the state of flow for me, the thing I loved. And I... And, and it, it's been just this life of trying to get to this spot in my life where I could just involve my music in what I do. I've only just arrived here now. Um, and so I understand exactly what you're saying. And I'm sure most people listening have one thing or the other in their lives that's keeping them in that balance or struggle between growth and security. It's amazing. It is, it is, it is amazing. And it's great that you can integrate all these different sides yourself i i try to integrate my love of like comedy you know into into my talks and stuff and um you know and all sorts of things that's that's the that's the best is when you can 
when you can have that level of integration and feel like you're you're realizing your potentialities. I mean, Maslow said like if if you leave behind your capacities, you're bound to have an unhappy life. Mm. Like it, mm. it's 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 a need like oxygen. Mm-hmm. So, so so what puts you <clears throat> on the path of so if, if positive psychology is, is clearly um, you know an area of I mean that's your focus but of all the people who have been involved in positive psychology and some people may or may not know this but the word itself or the the phrase itself was not actually pioneered by Maslow in the sense that we understand it today but he used it sometimes didn't he to describe certain he things. Did. He yeah. did. He he um he has a appendix of one of his books uh, toward a positive psychology. Yeah, uh, and, and and he and he may not know that he's sort of the father of positive psychology in a sense now, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's dead, but <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't know much. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah, but you know, <laughs> but you know the the thing is like it's. I'm glad you brought this up because people don't give him the credit for that you know they don't they don't uh it, it, it frustrates me when my brother doesn't get credit like that you know <laughs> like i'm like oh come on that's my boy maslow you know like don't be don't be uh, you know don't, don't be a hater <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah but um but yeah he also called it uh, uh the psychology of being as well mm. Mm. uh b-e-i-n-g he called it other things too sometimes that were very unsightly he said ortho psychology he's like maybe i should call it ortho and it's like i'm glad he didn't go with that you know yeah yeah but because uh, that sounds not too sexy that that term but um, <laughs> no no ortho but, uh, psychology no yeah not, yeah not really. it's like <laughs> what yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That? but yeah. No, so so your book is it still coming out on on 4 7 um april 7th yes no virus it... no virus is gonna stop the yeah yeah the release of this book it's coming out it's gonna uh, my book tour is canceled but but the book's coming out yeah april yeah 7th. i was gonna ask you how you're adjusting to I mean, heck, we're all adjusting, right, um, to this new coronavirus Correct. world. Um, Correct. And authors are suffering right now. <laughs> yeah, everybody who has to interface with people um, and, yeah. and no longer can do that has to wonder what's really happening here. But, but, but let's, let's talk about your book and how it's coming out and what you're excited about sharing with people. And just, you know, t- talk to us a little bit about the marketing of your book and, and what, you, what you're planning on doing to get it out there. Yeah, I had I had a whole marketing plan that involved uh, <laughs> lots of lots of talks uh, yeah. that I had lined up and and book signings and and things. Now I think that I'm going to have to change. Uh, I will have to change the strategy in some way, and maybe I'll do some online courses and mm-hmm. some virtual book talks. I think that yeah. I, some people have been asking me if I if I've been considering that, and I, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not a bad idea. Uh, also, I think like just stuff like this, just. You loading up on the podcast. What else am I doing? You yeah, know, all yeah. day now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> eating eating my bonbons over there. But uh, I predict you know, the uh, podcast industry goes up like this. <laughs> in this period, well, wouldn't right? that be nice? Wouldn't that be <laughs> yeah. nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, uh, people appreciate us. Yes, yes. Now, now on that note, um, I think I mentioned it briefly, but um, you are also a podcaster. Um, tell us about you know your podcast and the things you talk about there and, and just tell us a little bit about that world. Sure. Dr. Pelley. Well, I am really interested uh, in psychology as you know, yes, <laughs> and yes. uh, uh, I started a podcast about six years ago uh, and I was surprised no one had taken the name, the psychology podcast. So I, I chose the name, the psychology podcast and 
we have guests I'm just, who are just, just as curious as I am about human nature and its many manifestations. So we cover lots and lots of topics, some, some more controversial than others, but it's all in the spirit of, of curiosity and, and love. So. I get away with it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. So, you know, um, you know I, I, I'm definitely going to go check out your podcast, The Psychology Podcast. Um, and uh, I, I'm definitely going to start listening to you and your sometimes controversial topics, right? As you said. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. sometimes but. All right. So let's talk now about my favorite topic, which is um, happiness that is profitable. So we've talked about happiness. We've talked about a lot of things, but Profitable happiness is something that I, you know, became very much more interested in because, you know, I found that in the corporate world, there was a a sort of a a misunderstanding about the happiness movement, if you will, the positive psychology movement. People thought we just want people to feel better (laughs) uh, and just be in this momentary happiness thing. But really the issue is that happiness is a practice that can lead to profit that can lead to business success or success of any kind in the world. I'd love to hear your take on sort of the connection between um, well-being, right, which is perhaps a better use, a a better word for this, but well-being, wellness, happiness. How do you connect that? How do you see that getting connected to bottom line success in, in the world? Uh, what 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 a whole what great questions that whole yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> good. I can tell that you've been thinking a lot about this yourself, and I can't wait to read your book. Um, but well-being, to me, is a umbrella concept that incorporates lots of interrelated things that 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 all together work together to help us live a fulfilled, meaningful. Um, uh, dare I say, joyful life. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, th- yeah. there's nothing wrong with joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's not the only thing. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it, it comprises lots of things, lots of different things. And also I would say, I, I would include creativity under the umbrella of, of well-being. You know, in some ways, creativity and self-actualization are, are, the, are the same thing. You know, how can we have opportunities to not just engage in things that will bring us immediate sense of happiness, but that will give us more long-term happiness. There's a phrase, that'd be a good book title, wouldn't it? Long-term happiness. Long-term <laughs> but, happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, you know, there are things that give us the short-term happiness, but I think we, we don't really recognize the things that if we really, that, that well, and there's in, the, in the media will not necessarily bring us fulfillment, but we, we work towards it because we know that we're growing as a whole person and we're learning and we're, we're really um, becoming all that we're really capable of becoming and we're going to be maximally able to help others as a result. And so uh, that, that, that often takes a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I, I like the creativity uh, introduction that, you, that you've done there where you brought the word creativity um, into this picture almost at the yeah. same level of the word or the words actualization. self-actualization. Billing. Yeah, I love that. And the reason I like that is because it gives us an opportunity to help people hold on to something they can use. If you tell somebody, hey, go do self-actualization, they go, huh? <laughs> or, or, or if you tell them, go be happy, they go, oh, okay, all right, I'm not so sure. You know, but you tell them, you know, your creativity is part of this too. Then we can have a conversation that could actually move into business success and things like that. Um, that's right, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so 
rephrasing, reimagining, all powerful tools. As we sort of wind down and wrap up, um, can you tell us kind of anything that you're most excited about right now that you want to share, maybe some announcements or whatever, and then tell us how to find you. So if somebody wants to either learn more about you or hire you or, or work with you in some way. <laughs> yeah, would, I, need how, a, I need a job now. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, that, not that kind of hire. I mean, just to bring you in to help them, right? Or whatever. Yes, yes, how would people course. find you? So what are you excited about and, and how can people find you? Oh, well, I'm so appreciative that you gave me an opportunity to even answer that. Um, it's very thoughtful of you. Well, uh, I have the psychology podcast. Like I said, I think that your listeners, maybe there's some overlap there of the kind of people that listen to your show and yep. they'd be interested by all our nerdy conversations over <laughs> the psychology podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, also uh, scottbarrykaufman.com. I have um, a lot of resource, free resources there. But I also have free tests, self-actualization tests you can take, like personality tests that mm -hmm. I created to learn more about um, areas of your greatest strengths in life, as as well as some maybe some of your weaknesses, some things you want to grow on. You can mm -hmm. make, so it's good for self-insight. Uh, and then I'm also active on Twitter. Uh, you know, SB Kaufman is my Twitter handle, and um, you know you can check out my half-baked ramblings on Twitter if you want, <laughs> or um, I, uh, you know, or just more personal things like yeah. Well, and also there's the uh, there's the LinkedIn. Um, I will also include the LinkedIn uh, connection. I'm, I never log into LinkedIn. Oh, That's oh you funny. never you you never but do. You, okay. might, you might as well include it because I I have been meaning to to to, to get back on there. Um, I yeah I know LinkedIn is big in the business world. I, I should <laughs> I, I should get I I'm aware of LinkedIn, right, but yeah, I yeah. I always no, I always neglect it. I should. Get I'll I'll, I'll definitely link it. So even if you forget it, people will come after you there. <laughs> Thank you. I think I need to update it. I think my latest job, job title there is like from my like 10 years ago or something. So I need to like update it. But you just you just inspired me to update it. There you go. There you go. I'm going to say thank you, Dr. Pele. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're helping each other. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Scott, I just want to thank you for, for joining us today. You, you bring joy, if I may say so. Oh, because I, I, I've, I've had nothing but happiness and feelings of just sort of a connection. So thank you so much for sharing your deep knowledge with us uh, and, and for your book, Transcend, which we're all going to go check out in, in April. Thank you. I was going to say likewise to everything you just said. And, uh, and thank you. And I uh, wish your own book uh, very well. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.